Hello, everybody. My name is Danielle Clardy, and I am your host for the Conversation Series podcast, the podcast where we sit down with different people from different walks of life with different backgrounds, different careers and niches, and hear what inspires them and how they got started. And we're doing it all right here. So let's start the conversation. I am so incredibly excited because I have Angie Martinez Tejada with us today, and I am a huge fan of her work. Um, and I'm going to let her introduce herself, tell you what she does, all of that good stuff. So hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Angie Martinez Tejada, and I am basically a, it's so funny because I consider myself a slashy. Like I, I delve <laughs> into so many different things that I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Um, but I am predominantly a fashion writer. So I love to create content, specifically content writing, whether that be via a blog post, whether that be for a publication, um, and hopefully at some point, print publication, you know, if print, um, like print work stays and we still have printed magazines, which I really hope we do, hopefully one day um, there. But aside from content writing and freelance writing, I create content um, on social media. So my handle is at Angie Martinez Tejada. And basically I create fashion videos and beauty <laughs> videos um, and sometimes lifestyle videos. Um, but it's been a little while because of the whole climate. So I'm like, I really need to, I ha I'm sitting on content and I'm like, I need to edit this. So in essence, that's who I am. I would say I'm a content creator slash writer um, slash kind of like a publicist, sort of. Um, but we're working on that. <laughs> Um, something cool because, um, I don't know if you know this about me. I went to ECU for two years. Oh, awesome. I thought you looked familiar, but I couldn't I, remember. Yes. I was there for two years and then transferred to NC State. Okay. What year were you there? Um, 2015. Okay, cool. That's when I was there. I transferred yes. to <laughs> yeah. Go Pirates. Still has a special place in my heart. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, what did you get your degree in from ECU? So from ECU, I got my degree in fashion, merchandising, and consumer studies with a minor in communication studies. And then from FIT, I got my associate's degree in fashion business management. All the fashion. All, yeah, all the fashion. <laughs> I just knew, like, when I was, um, I'm lucky enough to have known, I will, you know, admit that, but when I was, like, applying for majors and thinking about what I wanted to do at, like, 17, 18, which is, like, kind of ridiculous, um, you know, but luckily, I was fortunate enough to know, like, dude, if I'm going to spend all this money on an education and do it for the rest of my life, I want to love it, like, so, I mean, luckily, I love it, and I know that's what I want to do. Yeah. I love the fashion industry because I think it's such an ever-changing industry. It's constantly evolving. Um, and I think that creativity is so strong in the fashion industry that it's just, like I said, never-ending. For sure, yeah. When it comes to creativity and when it comes to self-expression, yeah. um, those are my two favorite things about yeah. the fashion industry. Like, I just love it. I'm so passionate about it. Like, I could literally talk about it forever, but I'll, I'll dial it back. <laughs> well, we'll jump into that real quick. What are your favorite like fashion trends? Oh my gosh. Um, that is such a good question because I think that when you think of trends, they're very of the moment, right? So of the moment trends that I love 
are hard to adapt because of the current, you know, if you were asking me this last year, I would be able to tell you, like, I love pops of color and I love the print, but because everyone's kind of at home, the trends that are emerging right now are like, you know, matching athletics that yes. like cute joggers, which I'm all about, but I'm such an expressive and like razzle dazzle that I'm like, man, like I want to wear, you know, a two piece dress, but right. where am I going to wear that to? Um, so if we're speaking about things that I love, uh, maybe like fashion elements, aside from like of the moment trends, um, I really love, I consider my style kind of like a mixture of really girly, but with a, a slice of edge, you know? So I can't necessarily say girly, like you'll see me wearing a whole bunch of cut, or I mean like flowers and like, yeah. you know, but I am girly in terms that I love dresses. I love yes. skirts. Um, I love heels. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like I love my sneakers and I literally have been dressing myself in my dad's clothes since I was like in middle school Very so cool. that same like kind of edge to it um I love yeah, yeah. and it kind of wraps your style up too I totally agree with you it's like the tie-dyed matching sets and the loungewear and that is like what everybody is wearing right yes. now yes and I'm the same way I'm like I like it but I'm like I can't like I feel like I can't pull it off and it's not uh -huh. my style Right. And that's, and that's very true. Like, luckily there's a lot of different like athleisure brands that are coming out with like different kinds of athletic styles. Yeah. I like it to be comfortable or to go, you know, I don't feel like dressing up, but I want to be cute. Let me throw on like this cute little sporty look, but I want to wear my dresses. Like, <laughs> can I wear some heels? It's, I was, it's yeah. crazy. We're talking about that actually, because I was just thinking like, I should probably put on a pair of heels and like, like remind my head how to walk yes. in because it's been months. I it's and it's I think it's just the world's the climate of the world right now. I mean, I so, I'm like you. I so badly just want to go and put on a dress. Like I have nice clothes. I'm like, but where am I gonna wear it to? Like, yeah, and excuse me. You know what? I and you almost sparked. Uh, not almost actually he I'm going on record to give you your credits because you just like sparked an idea in me and I think I'm gonna do like a you heard it here first <laughs> I think I'm gonna do like some kind of ex social experiment where I get dressed the heck up in heels and I'm going to Harris Teeter you know what like why not you know like why do I have to go somewhere I'm gonna go to my doctor's appointment and why, like yeah, why do you have to go where somewhere fancy you know? be dressed fancy right so i'm gonna thank you for the content idea <laughs> um who are your idols in the industry that you look up to oh my gosh you know that's kind of a hard question because i look up to both people who are like really aspirational but also people who i have like um like a connection to or that i can actually like reach out to so it's kind of hard to answer because for such a long time, um, I really looked up to Anna Wintour just yes. because she's like head of, head of like fashion, bro. Like if you yeah. think of fashion, you think of Anna Wintour. And Wintour, yeah. Oh. And so it's so sad to see, you know, the, the recent like light of events towards like racism that they have within, you know, the, you know just the magazine. So it's kind of like, no, not yeah. You just hate it. You hate to see it because she yeah. is such a figure in the fashion world. I mean, no offense, like she doesn't have the best reputation, right? You know, if you think of like Devil Wears Prada, but it's still like yeah, like she's yeah. the editor in chief of freaking Vogue. Absolutely. Uh, 
So, you know, but I still look up to her in terms of what she's achieved, not only like in the industry, but within her career as a woman. So I do have to list her. I love, I freaking love Rihanna. Um, Her style is like, she's like my soulmate. She's an icon. She is great. So I love Rihanna's style. Um, Within the industry, I love Balmain. So um, Olivia Roosting is my favorite designer. He just speaks to my soul. Like I'm extra and I'm like effervescent. And it's like, he just knows how to bring luxury and like glam and I die for it. Um, I want to know like one of his, like how, how heavy it actually is. Like uh it just, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. There was a Balmain exhibit at FIT because FIT has a famous uh, museum. Oh my gosh. And I was so happy to be able to visit it. And they had Kim Kardashian, like a dress that she wore on the runway. I can't remember what, like what event it was, but it was a Balmain dress and they had it on display. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Wow. Like that, the haute couture literally just fascinates me. Like, I think one of my biggest goals is to be in Paris and, you know, be in those high ateliers, like, that's just the ultimate, like, yes. fashion, honey. <laughs> that would make my fashion heart so happy. Like, I, just being able, I don't even, like, I would love to wear it, but just to be able to see how they make everything, yeah, the yeah. process, right. like, I would, oh, I would die. I it's really artwork, you know? It's artwork, so. It's artwork you can wear. I think that's the best part about it. Right, right. It's beautiful. We can tell already how how happy fashion makes you. What I mean, can you put into words um, what fashion means to you? Yes, um, and I'm so happy you asked that because it's really the underlying like purpose for like my motivation and really what I want to obtain in life. And so the reason why I love fashion so much is because it's like self-expression. So it's aside from artwork, which we already spoke about, um, and like really seeing what a designer's thoughts were when creating this piece right I love that but I also love that when you're getting dressed um you're expressing how you feel for that day right um and for me specifically it's like there's such a correlation you can tell exactly how I feel by what I'm wearing you know so if you see me in my like joggers and my hoodie little combo with sneakers like I just feel like being comfortable today and if you see me in like today I'm wearing like a dress and it's super flowy with friends. I feel free spirited today. So I love the fact that I can express myself. I love the fact that it can alter my psychology. So really? like we were talking about before, like I still was getting dressed, even working from home because I was like, dude, like, you know, like this, I feel like I'm always in relaxed mode. If I'm, you know, wearing no bra, let's face it, and a t-shirt and my hair is not done. <laughs> So I want to lay in bed, you know, yeah. so I have to like, yeah. really, some people even say like putting on shoes actually has a psychological effect um, on your productivity. I've heard which, that. Yeah, which is crazy, you know, like how, how, so yeah. the psychology behind your dress is something that literally yeah. fascinates me. Um, and then lastly, I would probably say um, the marker that it is in time, in history, right? Yeah. So you've got your history books that tell about different eras and about different social movements and you've got your music that does the same thing but such a huge part of fashion is literally storytelling based on the era so for example if you're talking about like the 1960s 
you'll see that hippie movement and you know like yeah. you know there was a lot of free spirit in, and and they were protesting um the war in vietnam so it was you know and you'll see that in the, in yeah. the hippie dress so yes. i just think it's really cool how like yeah. society really integrates with dress and how fashion is a representation of that yeah. i love i love to say it sets kind of like my intentions for the day 100%. it sets kind of like like if i'm dressing nicely it's kind of like setting okay, I'm going to have a good day. It's going to be a happy day. It's kind of having that positive attitude and mind to start the day. That's how I like love yeah, about it. For sure. It's very psychological. And yeah. that's really what makes me so happy because I'm like, yay, I remember <laughs> having a good day. Let me put on this cute outfit that makes me yeah. feel powerful. Yeah. Or, you know, like there's so many feelings you can feel just with an outfit. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. <laughs> okay, so we have to dive into your blog because it is like I love I love talking about other people's blogs because your blog represents who you are right. and it kind of shows who you are. And so your blog is Style Me Ange. Um can you tell us a little bit about it? Just kind of what you talk about, how it's set up. Of course. So my little baby. <laughs> I started Style Me Ange um, as, as a Marty style, which is like such a bad name, <laughs> but it, it had a cool meaning in my head. But you know, when you're building like a brand, you're like, dude, can people even pronounce this? So it just came to me one day. I was like, Style Me Ange, because like so many people in my life were like, can you help me choose an outfit? Can you help me choose an outfit? Hey, I don't know what to wear. I have this coming off. And so I was like, people are always asking me, like, hey, Ange, style me. And so it's just like, style me, Ange. So I was like, this is genius. <laughs> um, so I made it my Instagram handle. And it's so funny how, like, for me personally, like changing my Instagram handle completely, I'm rebranding all the time. Yeah. And so when I made style me, Ange, I was like, okay, great. Like, I have this platform where it's easy to just post my outfit of the day on my Instagram stories, but there's no longevity. You know what I mean? Like it's, I'm kind of like placing a whole bunch of effort, creating these videos and doing all this stuff for it to live on Instagram. And, and like, one time I think Instagram had like a crazy crash and I was like, Oh no, I was like, no way. Because if Instagram wants to go away, they take all my hard work with them. No. Absolutely. You know, so I created style me Inge as really, it was a, because I, when I, I always knew I wanted to be in fashion, literally since I was a little girl, but there are so many different avenues and career, um, you know, areas that you can delve into that I, I'm, I've just been like really experimenting and figuring out what I like and what I don't like. And I still am. Um, so I thought that I wanted to be a stylist because I love, I always knew I did not want to be a designer. Yeah. Off rip. I was like, I don't want to design. I love, um, fashion and I love art, but I don't want to like create it from scratch, you know, like I want to take the things that inspire me and the things that other people created and tell a story essentially. Um, and so I was like, I want to be a stylist. Like I want to style whatever. And so there's so many different avenues of styling that I was like, let me just create my website. And then that way I'm just starting to give ideas. I was like, interning with a stylist and we were doing editorial shoots. And then I started to try to venture into, um, basically style me and was like a styling business. So style me and the website was almost like a way to build my credibility, but to also showcase my clients. Yeah. Um, 
that didn't really work out very well because usually when you're doing like a consultation with a client, they don't really want to take pictures. Right. So you can't really um, showcase your work because right. nine times out of 10, the client, whenever they're at their event, isn't worried about, let me take a picture for Angie's website, you know? Right. So I was losing a lot of like, the purpose the original intent of style me and which was to show like my work and so it started to merge into i was like i want to write about fashion and i want to um because i was getting so many questions about oh how do you style like you know a mock neck top or how do you i could never wear that and i was like, no but you can yeah so it was kind of just you know to wrap up a way for me to um show people how they can you know, wear certain trends or shop for their body type, basically like me creating um, information for people who looked up to my style or who, who act, because a lot of people were asking me, so I was like, let me just redirect you to my website. <laughs> I think it's, it, it kind of gives people a place where they can, like, I get it all the time, oh, I can't pull this off, and I'm like, but you can, but you can do it with your own style, you can do it with your own favorite accessories, or you can do it um with your shoes or whatever it may be and yeah. i think like as long as you show as long as you present to people like the basics of what you need you're golden 100 percent, i agree yeah. yeah okay so the biggest question i have about your blog what i know you are such a planner you are a creative person you manifest so many things where do you want to take your style manage wow <laughs> That question hits the soul because I am deeply rooted in the transformation of my brand right now. Um, so essentially, Style Me Ange is going to be completely rebranded. Um, and it already started with my Instagram. Like I said, it always starts yeah. with my handle. Um, and so the reason why I'm actually deviating from my pain. Um, I love that, that at name, like, yeah. it's catchy. So I'm like, damn, yeah. I'm like, go of that. Um, so I'm just going to rebrand Style Me Ange into Angie Martinez Tejada, which okay. is who I am as a person. And the reason for that being is because I felt like Style Me Ange was kind of putting me in a box um, yeah. of I'm a stylist, right? And so right. as I'm deviating and just experiencing life and experiencing the industry real time, because I only graduated college in December, 2018. So I've been out of college um, a year and a half, you know? And I think that while I'm a big proponent of college, I think that you really understand your industry and your field when you're in the field, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, so I think that as I've been in the field, I've kind of realized, like, I don't really want to style people, um, not for nothing. I just, fashion is such a, as you can see, passionate part of my life that I feel like when I put my creativity in that, you know, and I have to cater to someone else who might not agree or who might have a different style, or right. I feel like I'm almost limiting because you have to essentially make your service. When you, when you provide a service, you are delivering what your client wants, right? And not that I can't work with my client, but a lot of the times people don't necessarily share the same perspective or taste or style or don't see the vision or don't have the confidence, whatever the case may be. So I was like, man, like, 
I like helping people, but I don't really want to put my passion in the hands of someone else. Right. Um, and so just as I would style manage the blog, as I realized that, man, I love writing. I love creating content. Um, I just don't want to provide the service of like, let me go into your house and choose your outfit, but I'll provide the information. I'll provide the stories. I'll provide the, you know, inspiration. Um, and so as I started blog writing for Style Me Ange, I was like, you know what? I really love writing and I've always loved writing and I love creating this content. And I love communicating and I love telling stories. So that's when I realized, especially after working for Pure Wild, that I loved editorial writing and I love content writing. Um, and so Angie Martinez Tejada as a brand, as a website is going to be like my personal hub where you can go to understand um, all the work that I've written, not only for myself, so I'll still have an element in the website. <clears throat> excuse me, within the website, I'll still have an element where I'm writing my original work and just like, you know, the blog, but the website as a whole won't be just a blog. It'll basically be a collaborative um, and like basically my online writing portfolio. Like oh. here's what I've written for, you know, aspirationally speaking, I've written these articles for Vogue. I've written this yeah. for Hell. And then you'll have another section where it's just like my blog, like here's just free game, free information. And then another, you know, section for here, video content that I've done. So right. making it more of an all-inclusive one-stop shop for all things fashion, beauty, lifestyle. Because um, that's another limitation that I felt with Style Me and where it was like, you know, I love fashion, but I want to talk about beauty right. too. <laughs> um, so that's where, that's my end goal. Well, and I have that conversation, but in terms of like my YouTube channel, people ask mm -hmm. me all the time what is your YouTube channel about? And I'm like, I do everything. Mm -hmm. I don't hold myself to one thing because I think if you hold yourself to one thing, you're stopping yourself from creatively journeying into something you may have not known you were meant to be in, but you've stumbled into it and absolutely love it. Right, right. Um, so like I do food, I do sports, I do, I show off my friends and family, I do travel. Like I don't like holding myself hundred percent. Yeah. I, it's, and I love that on your blog that you do have your editorial pieces because I don't think a whole lot of bloggers do that. Right. Because they think that the work on their blog should just be that. But I think you're showing off a completely, I mean, you're showing off all of your work. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, and I think the reason for that is because I think there's a growing distinction between and it might not be growing, it might already be established, right. um, but between like bloggers and like writers slash editors. Um, and I think the only distinction there is when you're a blogger, it's a little bit more casual. You're still creating this content and you're still providing value and still, still gaining an audience and still getting ad revenue. But I think that when you're a writer slash editor, it's more of a like journalistic approach. Right. Um, and so aside from, for example, what I'm trying to say really is like when you're a blogger, it's more so your opinion, right? right? And that's what people, even if you're an influencer or if you're hosting ad, people are paying you because your audience listens to your opinion. Right. Whereas when you're a writer slash editor and you're going more into that like full-time role or that, that scope, um, and you're writing for publication, you're providing information and you're providing value via a journalistic approach. So for example, let's say that you want to search like the best trends of summer. Like you just asked me, you would go into Google and you would search that and you'll, you're probably going to click on the link that says, you know, maybe a reputable right. site that, you know, as opposed to like a blogger you've never heard of. Absolutely. You know? 
So I think that that's where I've kind of been trying to make the transition from like, I'm just a blogger or I'm just a content creator. Like, no, this is like, I want to be like a source of information, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I truly believe don't hold yourself to one thing because when you do it, just it limits what you can do, but also your mind. Like you put that expectation in your mind, like, oh, I can't do it. Right. Right. That's such a hindering process. A hundred percent. And definitely when you try to put yourself in a box or when other people try to put you in a box, like, so what do you do? Like I told you, I do everything. Like, you know what I do because you see it. So, you know, that's a big part is just like, don't let other people make you feel like you have to define what you do. Like, I follow my passion and and I document it essentially. Yeah. So, okay. So you do have a YouTube page that you have started. Yeah. Um, You've had it for a year. Um, When we were talking back and forth, do you want to get back into YouTube? What do you want? Okay. (laughs) I do. I do. And I've always wanted to get into YouTube. I just think that, you know, I have really just put so much on my plate. And I'm like, why do you do that to yourself, Ange? So I think that with my YouTube, it's going like, I just need a different, I knew that I wanted to do it. And with me, I believe more in like, obviously plan. I'm a serial planner. But because I've realized that about myself, I also have like, and I listen to motivational speeches and stuff. And it's like, dude, sometimes planning so much is also a hindering thing, you know, because you want to perfect it so bad. So I learned that about myself, luckily, a couple years ago. And I was like, okay, my YouTube, I've been saying I'm going to do this. So I'm going to do it. And I was pretty good at like, and I enjoyed making the videos. I enjoyed editing the videos and like, but it was just so time consuming. And I guess that I just put it on a back burner as I like, I just juggle too many content avenues. Like I'm like, okay, my Instagram, and my blog and I, my full-time job and like my content creation and I'm trying right. to do work for other brands. So my YouTube just didn't become a priority, but as I'm rebranding and you know, I just think about luckily, like I really check in with myself. I do self check-ins and I try to remember what the whole purpose is, you know, why am I doing all of this? So because you know, COVID has been a blessing, like, honestly. So because the fact that I've been forced to sit the hell down, excuse me, (laughs) and, and, like, dude, you can't, like, for me, it was, like, okay, Angie, you could either, like, really make something out of this, or you can let it crumble you, you know? And so I got laid off from my editorial job, so I was, like, okay, like, I guess the universe is telling me, like, you need to hustle and do your thing, so... Um, now that I've gotten that clarity and time to sit and be isolated from outside thoughts or external yeah. factors, I know that my purpose is to provide information and to provide value and to provide inspiration. So with that comes my YouTube channel and I'm like, okay, yes, I'm writing articles and I'm writing blogs and stories, but I'm also, a, I like being on camera. I like communicating yeah. with people. So I need to re um, incorporate YouTube as a vehicle of communication and just like restructure my strategy um, as opposed to, excuse me, using YouTube for like tutorials and stuff. I could probably do that on a different platform that people are more engaged in and use YouTube more long form like this, like interviews and, and things that people will actually want to be engaged in for 10 minutes. Cause I realized like, dang, like, I don't think people want to listen to me talk 
or like, you know, watch me change outfits for 15 minutes. Right. I like doing that. <laughs> Cause I live through people. I'm like, yeah. Like I literally stay in my room with YouTube on my TV and I'm like, that is so cute. Yeah. Like when I watch hauls, but not everyone wants to do right. that. So, right. you know, with my reincorporation of YouTube, it's just going to be more intentional um, yeah. and like really treated as like a channel rather than like a platform, which I was doing before. Yeah. And that's why I fell off. Yeah. And you do use Instagram, like the IGTV a lot. Like you do a lot of really cool small videos that you put out through Instagram. Right. And I, and I like doing that. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing the same thing. I just need to be more just use YouTube for what the audience and the consumer right. is using YouTube for, you know, cause I watch YouTube. Like I, I watch a lot of, um, gosh, YouTube is low-key my professor. Um, like, uh, YouTube is like a professor. Like, you can learn a lot of skills on there. So I'm like, me as a consumer, I'm using YouTube to learn. So right. me as a creator, I need to teach. Also, I think that for me personally, I just wasn't looking at YouTube as a community. Yeah. Um, in the same way that I was looking at Instagram as a community Absolutely. and Twitter as a community, even though my Twitter is in shambles. Like I have, <laughs> I have made and deleted my Twitter at least three times in my life because I keep falling prey to the funny stuff yeah. on Twitter and deviating from like <laughs> the purpose. Like, but Twitter is so funny. Anyway, but um, YouTube is a community. So yeah. I think that I wasn't, I wasn't fostering the YouTube community. It was just like, oh guys, I have a YouTube video. Go watch it on my Instagram. Instagram, but within YouTube, I wasn't like, you know, finding other YouTubers and collaborating with them. So I think right. that, I mean, that all takes a lot of time and energy and I just need to reallocate it um, in the right places. Yeah. I think, I, th I think if anybody can do it, you especially can, because I just think you have like the creativity and like the total energy to just do it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Coming soon. <laughs> 2021. That's far. It needs to be posted. But I feel like at this pace, uh, 2020 just needs to like, it's, 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 a plan. Yeah. it's yeah. we are at a whole nother level with 2020. Right, right. Um, I want to talk about your work experience because we've talked about it a little bit and I'm going to read off what you've done from my notes. Okay. Because you have like, and it's been a four-year span, and more of it's been in two years, which I think is, like, even more incredible. Wow, thank you. That's, like, really flattering to hear, because I don't think about it like that. I'm like, it's been two years! <laughs> but, I mean, the things that you've done are pretty, like, you've just continued to grow and continue to get into different facets of the fashion industry in terms of the content creation and, like, writing. Right, right. Okay, so this first one, I'm going to try to uh, pronounce the name correctly. You're a digital marketing coordinator at Ac Acme Pong Enterprises. It's hard. Achimpong. Achimpong. Yeah. You're an influencer community and campaign assistant at Born Majestic. You're an editorial assistant at Pure Wow. You're an e-commerce product coordinator with Versona, which love Versona and their company. Um, you are an assistant stylist and a wardrobe stylist with Stacy Michelle, and you are a social media marketing intern at Elise Collective. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. And like, what people don't know is like, like two years was a good chunk of all of that happening. Yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I am insane. Like, that's crazy. When, like, 
out of all of that, like, what is, what has it taught you? Um, you know what? It's taught me a lot. Honestly, it's taught me from the beginning that you, if you want something, it's not going to get, it's right. not going to get handed to you. Um, gonna grind. And if you have that privilege, cool. Right. But the fact that you, the, the hustle, the journey to get whatever it is you want and said okay. you were going to do, that is where the beauty is, you know, because you yeah. literally, I literally started from nothing. And I still think I'm like starting from the bottom that we're here. Like, <laughs> I made it at all um because I have so much more that I want to obtain but yeah it's taught me that you gotta go for it regardless of anything like regardless of the money regardless of the location regardless of who you don't know regardless of if you're scared regardless of regardless like you, if you don't go for it it's never gonna happen absolutely um, it's taught me that relationships are important and yeah. if you don't know how to maintain a relationship I mean, oof, yeah. you know, like it's going to be tough. So yeah. relationships are the essence. I would say that I can attribute what I've been able to accomplish so far solely on being able to maintain good relationships, um, having my work ethic speak for who I am and, yeah. and being genuine, like just genuinely being a strong, you know, strong working, hardworking yeah. um, and kind person, you know? Yeah. And then third, being really grateful. Like there's yeah. always something to be grateful for. Absolutely. So throughout this whole journey, I've just learned like even when things suck, there's still something to be grateful for because the sad reality is that we all say we want to obtain this and achieve yes. that. But it's like once you're like, once you get a hand, you know, that's why I say be careful what you yeah. wish for because once you get what you wish for, like what you want. And not only that, but you have to actively remind yourself, like, this is what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like, yes. maybe in the time of me wanting it and wishing for it, I didn't account right. for the stress or the yeah. how expensive or blah, blah, blah. But at yeah. the end of the day, I asked the universe, give me this. I want this. And yeah. now I have it. So it's like you have to be grateful for that. Um, so I would say those are probably the three things that it's taught me the most. Do you have a, like, out of all of your experiences, do you have a favorite experience? Like one that was so super fun to do, you do? Yeah, and it just happened. Like um, in February, for, <laughs> I'm like in such a dreamy state because I'm like, whoa, that really happened. In February, I got to attend um, at New York Fashion Week shows. Oh my God. As like a freaking guest. Like, what? Like, I still think about it, and I'm like, yeah, because I've, you know, it wasn't the first time that I participated in New York Fashion Week. When right. I went um, studying at FIT in 2016, I also interned um, as a, like, I was a fashion assistant at a PR and showroom agency called Seventh House PR. And because it was a PR agency, they represented various um, designers, some that I still love, like yeah. Pat Bo, Patricia Bonaldi, yeah. um, Kendall Miles. Like, these are people that I learned about in yeah. that freaking internship and they're like really cool um but when I was in that internship I was able to like attend fashion week um as a PR assistant like I was an intern so you know you have to I mean fashion people you know think about how glamour it is yeah. glamorous it is but it's a it's a very lucrative industry and it's exhausting and if you don't love it and have a lot of passion for it like yeah 
it's easy for you to not want to be in it. So as an intern, it was a, like, oh my gosh, it was freaking February. It was, it was snowstorming. I'm talking like <laughs> feet and I'm having to get on the train. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of dreadful. And you're going to be there 12 hours and yeah. be backstage and hot and sweaty and, and people are yelling and screaming at you. Um, but it's for the love of the game. So if you love it, you're like, yeah. But if you don't love it, you're probably like, bro, I don't want to do this. But I love, I love to say if you love it, you grind for it. Like You have to. Yeah. Right. And so that was my first experience with Fashion Week. But this time around, um, working for Pure Wow, I like love the editor, the fashion director now. Shout out to you, Dina. But she's now the fashion director. But she was so gracious and just like, amazing and supportive and she was like hey Angie like there's because you know as a fashion editor you're getting invited to these shows because your right. role at the show is to a support the designer and support the fashion community but b also if you love something and your fashion editor write about it that's where you see like these shows recapping like a Mark Jacobs or Absolutely. whatever um so she was like hey Angie like whether a show was just too late or she just because you get so many invitations during yeah. fashion week and she would just transfer them to me and so I like got to attend fashion week as a representative of pure wow and it was surreal like oh my gosh did you have like a huge like fashion moment where you're looking at your closet and like all these creative ideas you're like what can I put together to wear um you know I'll be honest my creative moments my like sparks yeah come in two forms so okay. yes when I'm getting dressed like it's so funny you say that because when I was younger, before my mom realized that she had a fashionable daughter, um, <laughs> she would be in my room while I was getting dressed. And that's a creative moment for me. Like, I'll just look at something and I'm like, hey, why not? Like, yeah. I love to mix and match. And essentially, like, that's where my, my outfits come out of. Like, this is missing something. Like, let me see this. And it could be horrible or it could be really cool. And so when I was getting dressed with my mom when I was younger, she'd be like, you're going to wear that with that? And I was like, you need to leave because you're stunting my creativity. But <laughs> that was, like, one way that I would have those, like, aha moments is if, like, I was like, oh, my God, these snake boots with this polka-dotted dress might just be really cool like I think that I take opportunities that are unorthodox or yeah. ugly a lot of the times I've bought ugly stuff because I'm like it's a challenge you know I'm like I wonder how I can make this look good and so I've been told a lot of times like like by family members and friends like I would never wear it but I know you're gonna find a way to wear it and I'm like I'm glad you know that because that's the goal like I want to look at things that people would be like ew and then like make people be like how did you make that look good yeah. that's that's my aha moment like, <laughs> <laughs> the last thing i want to ask you i love asking this question to everybody who comes on here i want to know what you're like what is the ultimate dream of where you want to go where you want to be um i love when i get asked that question because it, it reminds me to think about it um i think my ultimate goal is to um be uh, a person that other people after me can look at and say like whoa like there's representation in that industry like here's an, uh, a black latina which people right. don't even know exists like so it's two different communities like it's all right there's a, a person of color in a fashion industry right. but she's also latina like whoa you know so being able to be that like 
in the same way that like Anna Wintour was so inspiring to me and aspirational to me when I was, you know, 10, 11, because she was the top tier of the fashion industry. I want other little girls to look at that, but not have it be someone that looks nothing like them. Like, I want them to be like, oh my God, because you relate, you know, you can't be what you can't see. Right. And so when you can see that and you, you know, it looks like your mom, it looks like your sister, it looks like you, you can picture yourself being that person so Absolutely. i just want to bridge the gap and just show people that like it doesn't matter because i got told so much in my life like fashion fashion right. like you sure you don't want to do something a little no yeah. like i don't i want to do fashion and i'm going to show you that i'm going to be very successful right so. <laughs> prove them wrong exactly i have to i have to i love i love when people underestimate me or say i can't do anything because i turn around and watch and i look at them and i'm like watch me do it it's i was it's so funny you say that because i was actually having that conversation this morning and it's like it's the biggest ecstasy like please yeah. please yeah. like me. please tell me i can't do it yeah yeah oh, like, cool. and it's like tell me tell me i can't and i'll prove you wrong yeah it's like i've just adapted that my whole life like tell me i can't and yeah. it's game on like unless I'm it's serious. like in a box with snakes and i'll look at you and be like i can't i'm not i can't do that <laughs> it's not that i can't it's that i will not yeah. <laughs> like, <I refuse. laughs> there are limits on some things okay. yeah i love when people tell me and i'm like you're gonna be proven wrong and i'm gonna love you, you. watch me yeah yeah i love it um i want to thank you again angie for coming on here and talking like i absolutely loved this and i love your perspective on life and the industry. And so I thank you so much for coming on of here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I can't time. wait to see how you rebrand. Oh, looking for, <laughs> in for a treat. <laughs> um, but I want you guys, all of Angie's socials is going to be linked down below. So I want you guys to go follow her. Um, she posts content all over from fitness to fashion. Um, so please go give her a follow and I will see you guys back here next time. Bye, everyone. Have a good day. <laughs>Thank you, thank you, thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode of the Conversation Series podcast. We love having conversations here. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, please rate and review. It makes a huge difference. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at DLClarity on Instagram and catch more behind the scenes of how we do these episodes of the Conversation Series. As always, I will see you guys back here next time. Bye, y'all.